pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of advancing our minds, our bodies, and our souls. To manifest our best lives together, StephenCanyon.com is the website. Miss Maggie, hello, friend. Hello, friend. How are you today? I'm wonderful. You know what? I need, what? I need these podcasts. You do? I need them like I need the sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Well, here it is. <laughs> I just, it just strikes me every time we sit down and we, we begin, I think, oh, this is just in time. Make sure you cover yourself with a 50 SPF podcast screen so you don't burn. Oh, my gosh. Is that bad? <laughs> well, I'm so excited to be back here. Question for you. Are your parents really getting another dog? Oh, I don't know. Or is that it could just be talk? all talk. You think so? It could just be a dream. I hope they do. I hope they do, too, so I can play with a puppy. Oh. Next time I go to see them. Who was your favorite pet? Ooh, that is <laughs> tough. Who? Notice I said who. Oh, well, they, they are people they in are. essence, but better. Who? Um, well, I, it's a tie, honestly. I could never choose between Sunny, my hamster, and Licorice, my Labrador. Wow. Now, there's a difference a hamster and a, an yeah. Labrador dog. So, well, my hamster was almost names, he he acted he acted like a dog. He would sit on my shoulder and watch television with me. Um, you know the little hamster balls that yes. that you put them in. Yes. I could call him, and he would come rolling in from another room. It, your hamster recognized it, her his his, his name his, his name. name. Yes, that's I mean pretty, he got out of his. Cool. Yes, that's, he I mean, got out of really... his cage one time, and he went into like the duct work, the, like the AC duct work of mm. the house. Yeah, and he found his way a week later up into my room, into my vent. Sunny, Sunny would Sunny. come when you'd call Sunny. Sunny would come running. Yes, and then there's licorice, yeah. and he's licorice he's, um, was a Labrador, big black lab, mm. and you know just long days of play, and you know laying out in the yard together and fun. Lab? And did you notice? Silliness. Did you notice the pack of labs sleeping out by the road earlier <laughs> I did. today? I don't think I mean, I've ever seen that. Here. We're still in <laughs> Albania. Yes. And, but they have packs of dogs, uh, Labradors. Well, and that, I had read about wild dogs when I read about the blogs before coming here. Mm. But um, no one said that they were labs. They sounded a little more vicious. I love dogs. I've had so many pets like you, and I don't know who would be my favorite. They, they, I oh. love them all. And I have to say, Stephen, like, I feel like I need to let our listeners in on the secret that is... You are the ultimate animal whisperer. Any pet, any animal, just no cabies. If you bring your animal around Stephen, it's now his no, animal. Well, you know what? I think the key to being an animal whisperer, as you put it, is is just there's no just, key. You Steve. Can't, well, it, there no. is, and it's this: you don't, you never say no. <laughs> just don't say no to the animal, and they'll love you. There is something in you. Uh, it's it's a know. magnetic uh, situation. Oh, but you know when a dog when a dog looks <laughs> at you, the dog isn't thinking about what kind of person you are. Thank God. The dog's not judging you. Yes. <laughs> so well, what? that's why I love that joke. What is the joke? Um, it goes um, I just my goal in life is just to be the do- the person that my dog thinks I am. Yes. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know, actually, animals are actually they are in a state of awareness that um, it existed. Prior to the arrival of thought consciousness, 
And that state of being in animals has certain characteristics that humans are attracted to. That's mm. why we love our pets so much. Pets yes. help us to unbecome negative influencers. I love that. And all of those negative Whoa. labels, the false story that so many people identify with. That dog, the hamster, didn't, oh didn't care about your story. I love that. Had no interest at all in whatever story you may actually, you know, That's the wonderful. true, the original true essence of all of us would probably be more like a pet in, in a lot of ways. Yes. We just aren't identifying with stuff. We just are. Well, I, I want yeah. to eat some seeds. And, <laughs> you, I know my name if, if it has anything to do with some oh seeds. Oh, my goodness. Well, the first thing that popped into my head when you talked about, you know, this the essence of pets, I'm thinking that's an enviable state of mind. That you're right? describing. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Well, that, uh, that essence that we're talking about, your higher being essence, your supernatural self, the the one that you are, uh, was actually never whatever job you may have had that we want to identify with. Mm-hmm. That essence of who we really are, you were never bad or good. Now, you might label yourself as having been bad or more likely the parent or the teacher or somebody said you're a bad person and then we think well that's who I am but you never you you are not bad you are not good now you may have some what people call bad experiences or good experiences but that's not who you are that's such a good point you know I mean and thank goodness right that we don't have to cling to those old um, identities that, that sort of trapped us I mean I worked at Blockbuster so what do I do now you're a blockbuster. <laughs> but blockbuster's gone. Which is not true, right? <laughs> so you, you but, don't exist anymore. That's great. You you are not a photographer. Mm-hmm. You are not someone's daughter or wife. Wow. You just are. Mm. All of those all of those things describe experiences that we have had or are having, but those things that that you typically identify with or we're all conditioned in the natural to identify with, they are not you. Uh, a pet will never know you as any of those. Mm. Neither will your creator. Neither should you. In fact, you have the awareness of those experiences, and we see those as experiences, but those things um, are not who we are. We're just aware of them. We experience them, and they help us to navigate and to become more of uh, the sense of original identities, being able to separate our sense of identity mm-hmm. from those labels, which help us then to uh, grow and identify with the essence of who we really are. Wow. Separating ourselves out from those things. Well, this is already so powerful to be presented with this concept of this idea that you're already just revealing to us that, hey, you know, these labels are not who you are. And I can already feel myself, my insides sort of, you know, getting a little confused, like, okay, if I'm not that, then what am I? So, you know, this is exciting. Well, we're going to take a hot spiritual bath. Yeah, I like it. And it's good for radio. This is this is <laughs> this is the human natural yes. experience that we're talking about. It's the circumstances of your life that can only create stories for you to tell, but they do not create you, everybody. You were not created by the stories. You are not created by the labels. You are not the negative source influence. That is not who you are. The eternal essence of your being was created that you came into the natural with, and you were placed here in the natural for you to enjoy uh, your awareness of creation. 
The experiences stay in or go through you. They are not you, but they are part of what we can observe and, and interact with and play with, just have fun with. That's, that, is after, you know, that is the purpose for this life, is to not attach yourself to these, these natural things and situations and circumstances and to not allow those things to become you. This is one of my favorite topics. I love our conversations about, about identity. You know, what we, what we naturally tend to think about ourselves is so far from the truth of reality. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, identifying with experiences, you know, what, I'm just wondering, what would you say to someone who, who may need something good to happen, like in their finances or their health, or maybe mm-hmm. just with their family relationships? Well, maybe you've been worried about your finances. Maybe you've been praying for healing, or you're worried about your life partner, or maybe a child that you are responsible for, or something else. If so, there is a permanent solution, but I'm going to tell you that rolling up your kinetic belief sleeves is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I mean, it's you will be challenged, in yes. fact, because receiving supernatural changes in your life will test your resolve, and that's why you're going to have to put on the eyes of your belief. Uh, to be prepared to use the authority of your supernatural self. That's the self that is capable of anything, mm. of anything at all. And, and to do so without abandoning and then to persevere until you once and forever change whatever it is that you see by first changing what you think about. Now, here's the game changer. A KB is bold enough to do battle for what they want. They're bold enough to do battle for what they believe, bold enough to stand in there and not cave in or quit, never give up, and to give themselves permission to keep on keeping on. In fact, a KB no longer has a definition of what it means to be a failure or even a winner. We don't identify with crossing a a finish line anymore. We identify with the journey. We are successful by continuing and Keeping on, keeping on, like it it was a saying back in the 70s. Keep on, keeping on. (laughs) But there's a catch for those brave enough not to live by what they see. There is a catch. And it is the miracle of advancing your life. And that's what throws most people off track. And that is that it's a little paradoxical in that this is a battle that has already been won. People think they have to go out here and win the day. Today, I'm either going to be successful or I'm going to be a failure. But see, that's not actually true. This, has, this is a battle that we are all experiencing in this life that really has already been won. Everything you'll ever need to become, for example, wealthy, uh, everything you'll ever need to be able to win at life, to heal your body, anything that you choose, you already have it within you. And it's by aligning your belief with your original source identity, with that original victory, with the original ability, your supernatural self, that you make adjustments, small adjustments to be able to attract the life that you desire. Wow. Listen very carefully today, KBs. I feel like I've been in the bullpen all morning. I am just so jacked up about today's podcast. I feel like I've got a lot to say. We've been dormant. We haven't, we've been so busy doing some other things with 
uh, some of our new friends here in Albania that we just haven't had a chance to get back to the mics. Well, and I feel like you're already just hitting us with so much today. I mean, already we're talking about getting rid of labels. You know, you're saying you're not the daughter, you're not the <laughs> wife. Oh my gosh, you know, and then no labels and, and then we're moving on. Oh, the victory's already won. Don't touch that <laughs> dial. That's all I can say. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, you, you are Whoa. a mother, you are a daughter, you are whatever until we work on that. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. Whatever you're going after in the creative realm, here's a secret for seeing a manifestation in your finances, in your health, in your identity. Not, not like Megan is saying, we're not relating to a certain particular identity in life, but we are. It's paradoxical. The idea of self, who you really are, you're in a role, but the role is not you. The relationship is not you, although you're in that relationship or any other area that you've imagined in your life. All of it is changeable mm. in that relationship while we're going and growing and becoming more. The first thing that an unwavering KB does is believe. Well, and you know, it. I love all this. Oh, my gosh. I'm just trying to calm down enough to, to say something, <laughs> you know. Um, it just it seems like it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, just just believe. Just do it. Right. But but there's this whole process. There's this whole wavering thing. And then there's this whole thing that, of being double minded that tries to creep in. And I mean, I, I know it's not easy because one day you get stirred up. You're determined you're going to start working out. You're going to get fit. You're going to be healthy, the healthiest you've ever been. You know, you saw some. <laughs> Tom Cruise movie and that chick was like kicking ass and taking names and it was amazing and so now you walk out of there just so motivated I'm gonna mm -hmm. you know what used to do this for me was that Demi Moore movie the G.I. Jane yes it's like just oh, a movie yeah. of yeah. her working yes. out you know doing yeah. one-arm push-ups mm -hmm. but I'm thinking I'm gonna rip my abs I'm gonna run every day I'm just <laughs> chugging celery juice go to bed I wake up the next day I totally forget the movie and everything else and I make pancakes or well, I don't like pancakes. I make waffles with whipped cream, right. you know. I mean, what the heck happened? Wah, I was just, wah. all I did was go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's some programming issues. Well, you're hitting on it right now, Megan, because, you know, it is not as easy as people think to simply believe because the Western culture has mm. an incorrect definition of what it really means to believe. Wow. Yes. Even in Christianity, mm. there has been a mistranslation from the original meaning of the word believe. Today, people use the word based solely on what they can see. In other words, the word translated from its original meaning is to adhere to, and it's to rely on something for my life. I believe that. I believe in this thing over here, which means I'm adhering to this thing, and I'm relying on it for my life. For I could have walked in here today and, and said, I believe in this chair. I can see it. I believe it's in this room. Sure, I believe in this chair. But what it means to believe in this chair is not, is not me walking into the room and seeing it over there and saying, well, I believe in it because I can see it. It's not until I'm adhering to and relying upon this chair to support me while I sit in it as a way of my life right now that I'm depending on this chair, that I act, that is me believing in this chair. I'm adhering to it. I'm believing the chair. I'm relying on the chair. I'm believing the chair. That's the original meaning of, of the word believe and still is, but it's been misconstrued into something that it's not mm. because I'm relying on it. I'm adhering to it. That's what it means to believe. This is the kind of belief 
that lifts a person from experiencing life as a natural person to that of a supernatural person. A natural person bounces around experiencing only the senses, life, the world around them, things, objects. I'm a natural person. I'm experiencing it from a natural perspective. But then there are those enlightened. They have transcended the natural and they are experiencing life now as a supernatural. There is the super deposited upon the natural that gives them the ability to imagine things as they desire them to be, which then rearranges the natural. Jesus gave us one of the most powerful illustrations of what it means to believe when he said, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. He said, Adhere to and rely on it as though it already is and it will be yours. He didn't say believe that you will be given it and it will be yours. He said believe that you already have received it and it will be yours. He was saying adhere to and rely upon what you say you believe and you will attract it into your life. What was he talking about? He was explaining how quantum entanglement works to attract things into our lives. He was explaining the law of attraction. He was talking about the power, the creative power of kinetic belief. He was saying that if you can believe things that you cannot see in a way that you already have them, then the universe moves stuff around. It rearranges circumstances. It moves particle energy. It changes your vibration to attract what you are adhering to and relying on to make sure that what you are adhering to and relying upon will be yours. You know, you're giving us some really powerful insights today. And and I love how sort of a theme through all of them is this idea of, you know, how are you relate? How are we relating to all these different things in our lives? You know, how are we relating to our identity, to belief, to people, to our own self, to our senses, to the natural, to the supernatural, um, and just becoming even aware of, of that relating pattern is is already feeling and I'm just sensing how powerful it is we really do exist in a realm of all things being possible don't we Mm -hmm. you know it's as if all the road signs have been trying to tell us this from the very beginning from from religion to to philosophers science we we just we really are well what we what we think we are the road signs are all there the first thing that you do for a supernatural manifestation in your life to begin experiencing life as the supernatural human that you are is to change your understanding of what it really means to believe lock in on it and get it in your sight this requires committing to an article of faith that you've adopted as your very own And you get in it so high, other people will use the word uh, deep, but I prefer the word high. Get in it high to to point out (laughs) that it is your higher self that you are becoming. Uh, So you transcend to your higher self to choose your beliefs. You can't be a supernatural KB attracting the life you desire without first committing to what you choose to adhere to and rely upon. In other words, this this is not a part-time endeavor. Because you're relying on it. No. And that's what I mean by it's, it's not for the faint of heart. You've got to do this. You have to stay in there and you have to apply it as a way of life. And it does require a meditative state of mind. Meaning that 
like we talked about earlier today, I get up, we get up every morning stirring up our thoughts meditatively (sighs) to go through the day seeing things not in the natural but the supernatural as we choose them to be. Yes. When I was 11 years old, I wanted a pony. I, I wanted a pony. I didn't live on a farm. There, there was nowhere for me to keep a pony, no way for me to get a pony. Uh, I'm 11 years old, though. My parents, my brothers, my, my sister, nobody else knew anything about ponies. I didn't know anybody <laughs> we that knew anything about we weren't, a, we weren't a pony family. <laughs> I lived in a sprawling suburbia area neighborhood. There were no ponies in my neighborhood. <laughs> I didn't know what, I, I did not know that I was using kinetic belief when I was 11 years old. I didn't know much about anything, actually, which actually, which worked in my favor. <laughs> yes. Not knowing is probably better for most people. Well, we're all rewilding getting back to that time, aren't we? Yes. yes. I didn't know how, I didn't know how uh, to even think about negative reasonings to rationalize or reason my, my way out of something. I wasn't old enough to talk myself out of anything. All I knew was the world was full of wonderful things. The world had lots of ponies in it. And if you want something, you just go and you get it. I want a pony. So where, where's my pony? I'm ready for my pony. I'm ready. There, there's a world of ponies out there. But I got hold of, I got hold of some horse books, pony books, saved my money, ordered a pony saddle from Sears and Roebuck. You ordered a saddle. Ordered a saddle. Oh my goodness, I love that. I bought, I bought a pony bridle. I I purchased a pony blanket, and I put them in my my little room. I I went up to the to the mall, got my equipment. Riding the bus home from school one day, I noticed an old farmhouse. It's about two miles away from where I lived. So I thought I'm going to go up there, knock on the door, and ask them if they have room for a pony. And so after school, I walked up there, knocked on the door, and an old, an old uh, gentleman came to the door, and I said, I'm going to get a pony. Do you have a place I could keep it? Scratched his head, took me out, walked out to the back of his farmhouse, and there was a big overgrown field out there that had a little fence around it. He said, keep him out here in, in, in this, uh, this grassy area. And uh, I said, well, would it cost anything to keep him here? And he, he, again, he said, uh, he scratches. He's really itching a lot because he kept scratching. He said, oh, yeah, $10 a month. 10 bucks a month. $10 a month. Keep your pony here. Whoa. I was so, I was so excited now. At least I had a field for my saddle and my bridle and my blanket. So I, you know, I knew the pony was on its way. And sure enough, a friend of a friend who knew somebody that had a pony, next thing you know, I'm buying a pony. They're bringing it out. They're dropping it off. And not only did I get a pony, but a few weeks later, I went up to the field and noticed I had two ponies. My pony was pregnant. No one knew it. And she had another, had another pony. So my ponies were multiplied. I'm attracting more ponies. Like, I didn't know Whoa. how to turn that, that spigot yeah, off. Exactly. <laughs> so, this is, I love this story, though, because it couldn't be a more perfect metaphor for what we are, you know, to help us as students of kinetic belief understand exactly how this process works. You know, the world tells us, don't get the cart before the horse, but it's like, actually, you should get the cart before the horse shows up. You should get the saddle. You should proactively chase mm-hmm. after these things. And I just love this idea that now, anytime I'm manifesting something, I'm going to overlay this story. You know, just what is the saddle? What represents the bridle? What represents the field? Because I'm, I'm expectantly chasing down 
whatever That's my a pony great point. is. The world says don't get the cart before the horse because the world says you may not get the horse. Yes. It's leaving room for what the world calls failure. Mm. And, and there's doubt in there. There's a seed of worry in there. We need to have a committee about this because after all, this may not happen. And if you're already saying that, you're double minded. It's already over, right? You I mean, finished it's it. Done. Right. Wow. You know, and oh, this is just so exciting. I mean, yes, that's this is how KBs are doing life. We believe our life before we see it. Um, you know, take you and me for example. We are adhering to and we're relying on mm-hmm. on this connection, this relationship that we have together, uh, the way that we imagine it to be. So we're growing together in the way mm-hmm. that we have imagined to, you know simultaneously awareness is perception mm. it's it's like the old adage does a tree make a sound when it falls if there's no one around to hear it <laughs> we've all heard that before right. and this is where quantum theory can be <laughs> rather disturbing a little weird to physicists <laughs> a little weird. because the question does something even exist if there's no one around to be aware of its existence is a perplexing one in creative theory creative sciences Because at best, the question, it is a riddle, it's um, a conjecture, a conclusion that can neither be proven or uh, disproven scientifically. However, the creationist will point to the creator of all things as the observer and is the creative, as the creative spirit upholding all things through the observance of all things. So therefore, the, the, the answer to that question is, yes, something exists before you can see it before you can touch it where do human beings enter into the awareness spectrum we are witnesses to what is we are the deciding witness i like that i I like it better that way Mm. you are the deciding witness the determining factor as to what you will experience in this life yes in other words your awareness aligns you with what you are aware of what you are aware of through the senses is not the final authority. You are. Then what you determine to be aware of, regardless of what you can see, determines what the senses will perceive. Awareness can be manipulated by the imagination, which is just as much a part of the created universe as a bowling ball is. Your imagination is. When you, when you choose to believe something by adhering to it and relying upon it, like we're talking about today, you know, what really happens when you believe? When you choose to believe something upon its existence, you're relying on its existence, you're adhering to its existence, not because you can see it, but because you've chosen to. You have made that, that determination that I'm adhering to this imagination. I am uh, relying on the existence of this thing. My awareness for that thing attracts the substance of it, attracts the circumstance, attracts the person, attracts the love, attracts the money, attracts the house, the car, the vacation, the better life, the healing that's needed in the body. It attracts it and your awareness for that causes it to become you. It becomes real to you. It becomes tangible to you. This is the supernatural power of kinetic belief. It doesn't matter where in the world you live. It doesn't matter what your education is or your, your cultural upbringing has nothing to do with the creative realm. 
nothing at all to do with it. The, the, this manifesting kind of belief, it does not need to be physically seen before it's believed because you're imagining it. And you see it, and you can see it in your thought forms. That's the real essence of reality is your thought forms, your imagination, not what you can see. What you can see changes, and it falls, it falls away. It changes from uh, today to tomorrow. And, and when, you can, when you can see the pony saddle and the blanket and the bridle in your thought <laughs> forms, like you're saying, before you can actually touch them, that's when you begin um, relying on the pony saddle and the blanket and the bridle for riding a pony that you don't physically have yet. This is kinetic belief. This is what Jesus talked about for attraction and, and creative power that we have. You are creating those things through your awareness to rely upon those things. And as a result of you adhering to and relying upon those things, whatever they are, healing, money, love, your belief you begin speaking of what you desire as though you already possess it. You begin talking about what you believe because it just is. You're not trying to justify its existence. You're not trying to qualify in some way for it, to earn it by merit or through some kind of a whine saying, well, I deserve it. It's, it's only fair that I have it. It has nothing to do with uh, fairness. It has nothing to do with merit. It has nothing to do with earning it. It has everything to do with relying upon it and adhering to it. It just is. This this is vital to how attraction works in our lives. Well, and I love this deciding witness perspective shift that, that we're going to go through as a new kinetic believer and then that, that we continue to remind ourselves of forever, basically, that we are the deciding witness because it's very natural, it's very organic for us to think that someone's going to give it to us. Where is it going to come from? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the pony. Now, who's going to give it to me? And so living life in this powerful, in you're in control of everything that's coming to you. It's just this massive perspective shift on how we're living, where things are coming from, who you are. You know, we, we adhere to and rely upon our choice for mm -hmm. every aspect of our lives. We only talk about as kinetic believers, being healthy, happy, full of joy, able, mm -hmm. uh, we're willing. We only talk about being successful. We only talk about and, and imagine being, being in love with each other mm -hmm. and, and it does work. We don't make any creative allowance for life to, to not fit into our expectations for what we desire it to be. Not making an allowance for less. Not making an allowance for it not working yeah. out. And to do that, we remove time from factoring it in. Because that's what we want to do. We, you know, we say, well, I, I hope this relationship works. Well, how long are you giving it? Until next Thursday? <laughs> What if it had worked out by Friday and you've already thrown in the towel? I'm giving, I met someone, I'm giving it till I'll Thursday. I'll give it until Thursday and then <laughs> it either, it either works or it's a failure. I think, I think there was a time in my life where I was like, eh, I'll give it till six o'clock, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> same day turnaround. My story comes on at 630. Yes. I don't know. The, the goal should be to build and to develop your viewpoint to a place of believing what you desire as the absolute of your reality. In other words, if you're willing to stand forever, you'll never stand for long. It is the absolute. There's no 
second choice, no second place, no second possibility. It is absolute. And it is then above what your circumstances are saying to you, above what you can, what you can already see that is around you right now. For goodness sakes, don't live by what you see. Even if your circumstances are screaming at the top of its lungs and, and you're, you're hearing those circumstances and they're shouting into your, your consciousness saying, trust me, your life is terrible. You'll never have a pony. You have a sad, sad story, young man. You're 11 years old and there's no pony in your, your life to, to be had. Keep telling everybody about how sad your story is. After all, that's your identity. That's who you are. Blonde-headed little kid without a pony. Oh, cry me a pony. <laughs> and nobody can ever have a worse story than you. Isn't that what the, the, the imagination wants to tell you? That inner, inner oh, dialect yeah. condemning voice you that's have, always there. You have the pain monopoly, sir. That's, it's all yours. You're, you've gone through the most. That's what the, the natural person wants you to believe. Nobody has it worse than you. Yeah. Oh, you think your story is sad. Let me tell you how bad it was for me. Yeah, you won't believe it. So when, when is it that you adhere yeah. to it and rely upon it before you can see it? That is, that's real kinetic belief. You know, we spent, oh my goodness, a dec- over 20 years, but really hardcore back uh, from 2000, 2012, all the way up until that point in time, doing a lot of um, going into areas in Appalachia, Mm-hmm. that uh, impoverished. And there are a lot of families that live back in the hollows. They don't have enough food to eat, and they grow up in, in extreme poverty. And so um, what an adventure yeah. it has been to I go into these, some of these areas and to take in food and provision for families that, you know, the kids needed it. They literally were hungry, no food in the kitchen, nothing in the house. And so... I remember early on, I think we were going up into West Virginia to a a town there and using the power, authoritative, creative power of kinetic belief, especially early on, so aware of, of multiplying provision, going into these areas, knowing that the, the need was so great. And if we were going by what we could see and operating just from the senses we probably wouldn't have left the driveway. Right. We would just take a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries and and take it, you know, down the street to somebody that may could use it for their kids. But to go up into a city and to start the momentum of that belief, substance of that belief, attracting what we need, relying upon it, adhering to it for a particular occasion. And the manifestation of provision started coming from, we were attracting it from places we never imagined possible. Yeah. All we knew is we were adhering to and relying upon, needing the provision to walk in unconditional love toward families and children that could use the provision. And by the time we got up into West Virginia, it was about, at that, I think it was about 150 miles. We had truckloads, tractor trailer loads, word of mouth. It was spreading um, far and wide the 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 the, the need the, the, that was being presented, the imagination for provision, and we went up and and I'll never forget. It's been almost, I guess, seventeen years now. But we had a 
<laughs> what we thought we were going to use just the wing of a coliseum turned into the entire coliseum. <laughs> And we had 6,000 people. <laughs> Two ponies. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Ponies for everybody. <laughs> yes. 6,000 people filled up the Coliseum. Yeah. And we had tractor trailers pulling into the arena. <clears throat> and it went on. And, and people were bringing furniture. We, we oh, were giving yeah. away furniture and clothing and supplies and food. And, and went all day Meeting and into the night. Meeting every need. <clears throat> the, yes. um, the management of that Coliseum, they were not happy. Because the event was not at all what we said that it would Unhappy, be. Unhappy, but amazed. <laughs> I loved it. The power of attraction. Yes. And you, you just, you go. And it's the, it's the inertia of the going and the expectation that you're adhering to and relying upon mm. a thing. Yes. That attracts it and it manifests. And if you're willing, if you're willing to go... Regardless of the outcome, you know, we were willing to go up to West Virginia and give away $200 worth of, you know, groceries. Fantastic. But that willingness got us there. You know, we didn't turn around and say, we're not going because we've only got a trunk load of groceries and it's too far to go and it just wouldn't be worth our trip. (laughs) Right. We didn't talk ourselves or rationalize it or reason our way out of it. We're just all full speed go showing up. Fully expecting to be successful. You know, most people will say, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see it, then we'll go to West Virginia. When we have a warehouse full of stuff to take up there to give to 6,000 people, then we'll go. That is nothing more than doubt that's fueled by skepticism. Yes. Doubt that is ruled by worry, by doubt, by fear that's uh, fueled by fear. It's fear that what you hope for is not going to come to pass. Worry that what you can see right now isn't what you uh, are hoping for. Look around you. Who do you think you are going to West Virginia to feed a thousand people? You don't have four bags of groceries. Call it off. Quit. What you're saying is give no room for the supernatural to show up and manifest into your life. This type of hopeful belief, where you've got to see it to believe it, is of no effect. It's natural. It's natural-minded it's, it's of the senses. Everything that you can see first came from what cannot be seen. All possibilities exist in the realm of not being seen. It's the natural human experience that perpetuates the natural human experience. Yes. I always think it's funny, too, when, when people need to see it to, quote, believe it. And then as a kinetic believer, you're going, well, that's not really belief, is it? Isn't it? I mean, that's just you looking at something. That's correct. That's the wrong, that is the <laughs> what wrong definition of for? belief. You don't know it's what it means there. to believe. Now yeah. you know belief is adhering to it and relying upon it. Well, I have to say, I really, really love, it just really hit me hard today, how you took us, you began by taking us into the realm of recognizing identity, connecting with who you really are. Because in order to commit to belief in the way that you're describing today. You know, that's that's the theme here, commitment. You know, uh, if you can are willing to stand forever, you don't have to stand for long. But what prevents so many of us doing that is what other people are going to think. So when you consider failure, when you consider doubt, it's always rooted in other people's opinions. What are people going to think of me? So establishing this really vivacious, you know, grounded, rooted per, uh, persona and identity and then c- coupling that with this commitment to belief that you're telling us and walking us through. I mean, that's, that's basically unstoppable. Well, the natural human experience perpetuates itself. It does not work to become more. Mm. It perpetuates itself. You are looking to 
uh, reason with what can be done. In other words, somebody says, well, I can't start a business. Well, why not? Well, because I don't have the money. You start with what, where you are with what you have and imagine to increase to yes. more. Because it doesn't adhere, if you're not adhering to and relying upon things changing based upon what you can imagine, they, they don't change. They stay like they are. Believing things as they are keeps them like they are. And if you've not been receiving what you've been hoping for, I'll tell you that it's because of the double-mindedness of your belief. As long as you hold on to two potential outcomes, you remain double-minded and you're not in control of your wow. supernatural creative authority. Wow. So it just feels so vital to reiterate what you're saying. A double-minded person cannot manifest their abundant life because they, they lack the gratitude of possession, of already having it. What they say they want, they, they, just, they don't imagine to have it. Because, you know, there are so many people who will say they believe. Um, and then they go and they talk about their problem as though it's still a problem or as if the solution, they desire, mm-hmm. it just hasn't even shown up. So you're, you're pulling the rug out from under yourself all right. day. Yeah. And if this is you, if you look, if you have to put your hand over your mouth, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't suggest putting your hand over your partner's mouth. Just put it over yours. If you have to don't talk about yes. what you need, talk about how thankful you are for what you are adhering to and relying upon. And about how grateful you are for what you have already received. There was a young man in our meeting um, here yesterday. And it was kind of a common theme uh, among many. And this, this country being fresh out of uh, deep, being deeply entrenched in communism. Uh, still have a sense of uh, a requirement for having permission. Being permitted to attract something different in their being, you know, permission to become successful, permission to be good at something, permission, conditioned for permission. And that is not just, not just here in Albania, but it's universal in the United States, Australia, England, wherever you go, most people uh, require permission to, to fill in the blank. Somebody has to tell me that I'm smart. Somebody has to tell me that I'm worthy. Someone needs to tell me that I'm actually healthy or that I look good or that I should feel good or that I'm okay. Because if you tell me I'm not, then I believe that. Wow. Condition for permission. Mm-hmm. This goes back to learning to give yourself Gosh. permission. I'm just, that's hitting me. Conditioned for permission. Man. Give yourself. Meet that obligation for mm. permission and give it to yourself. You're the Anything is possible. You're the deciding witness. You are the deciding witness yes. and talk about what you talk about what you are and what you expect to be. Don't talk about what you need. Talk about how thankful you are for what you're adhering to and relying upon. Don't talk about how you need to how how you're sick and you need to be healed. Talk about what you're adhering to and relying upon where your health is concerned. About how grateful you are for what you have already received. How healthy you are, how strong you are, how wealthy you are, intelligent you are. How big of a genius you are but in your own original identity, the way you came into this world, how amazing you are. And how it, it, this, this one young man, was. we were talking about writing music. He had uh, 
found some of uh, my music online and some of the YouTube videos and wanting to know what it's like to to play concerts. And I found out, and I let him play my keyboard a little bit. He plays a little bit of piano. And I said, well, do you, do you have anything original? Oh, I don't, I, I can't do that. Well, have you ever tried? Oh, no, no, I, 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 I don't, I can't do that. I said, do you, you know you could? I could? Oh, you could. You can imagine a melody and you could just pick it out on the piano. Really? Yeah, I, go ahead and try that. He said, I will. <laughs> wow. Never imagined to. Conditioned for permission. Most people are conditioned for permission. You cannot be someone who gripes. You can't be somebody that complains, someone that worries and doubts and fears. To right. do those things, that is to believe you are those things. And if you believe you are those things, you will continue to have those things that you complain about. You'll continue to have the things that worry you. And you'll continue to attract doubts and fears into your life, those things that you say you don't want to have. When you start hearing the voice of your natural self whisper to you, you'll never get what you want. It's too late for you anyway. You hear what Steve and Megan are talking about. That's good for them, but that'll never work for you. You need to just accept things like they are. You know, you've never won anything, been successful at anything. They kicked you out of school for cheating. Why will it work now? You're a cheater. Yeah. That's who you are. Wow. No, that's, that's when you stop those thoughts. You put them down. Stop them and do not repeat those thoughts. Don't speak them. There, there is a manifesting authority in the power of your words. And when you align your words with thoughts, you are sending out the vibrational expectation of what you think you said to attract what you think you said. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm making some, I'm trying to point this, point to this in so many different ways, yeah. hoping one of them will well, stick today. And I love, I love how you're giving us this extra layer to being the deciding witness in your life. I just love this because it's like, not only are you the deciding witness, but you get to be your biggest fan. Absolutely. You know, yes. let's look in the mirror yes. and go, dang girl, you are looking good today. That's you right. are a genius. I love your ideas. I love your creativity. You know, uh, just sort of... Uh, What's the word? What is the word? Celebrating yourself. Celebrating yes. victory in life. Thank and you. edifying yourself. Celebrating. When you, do, when you look in the mirror and say, dang girl, you're looking good today, it's because you're going through the day saying that to everybody else. Dang girl, you're looking good. Dang guy, <laughs> you're looking good. Dang Steve, you look good. Dang, we all look great. We all, Because intrinsically, the essence of yes. self, the supernatural self, is doing just that. There are no spiritual birth effects. There is nobody on the, within the essence of who they were originally created to be that is doing mm. less than wow. perfect. Wow. And so we all just peel away all the garbage, all of those fake labels, all of that stuff we identify with that says you're less than doing great. Yes. Cast it down. And we lift all of us up together, lift everybody you meet. Through. You're not competing with anybody anymore because that person you think you're competing with is just as yes. good as you in their essence of their natural self. And I love what I love what you're telling us right now too, because it's going to empower you to defend yourself against any sort of negative ideas that even that your old self is trying to put on you. You know, for example, if you just are, if you love a band, like let's say. You know, oh, jeepers. I don't know. What's a good Coldplay. band? Coldplay. Thank you. 
let's say you're just this huge Coldplay fan. Can you imagine if someone just comes in and they just start trashing Coldplay? You know, you, you immediately have this list of all the reasons that they're amazing and that that person is wrong. And as our own biggest fan, we can do that for ourselves. You know, when those doubts and those fears, those worries, the opinions, the negative opinions of others come in, we get to pop up and say, no, you don't understand how amazing, how, how capable, how happy, how fulfilled I really am. Let me tell you. Yeah, and you know, it's those thoughts that when we learn to, by coming into the, the, the present state of being the essence of who we are in the supernatural realm of creativity as a kinetic believer, that when you hear, you see that, that train of thought coming by, you don't mm-hmm. attach yourself to it and you just recognize it as a train of thought. Am I going to climb on board <laughs> that conversation about Coldplay being good or bad or anything? Wow. Well, I'm, I'm going to choose not to adhere to it and rely on it. Wow. I'm going to choose to not believe it. So when somebody thinks they are insulting you, you now as an observer of that comment have the ability to make a decision. Am I going to adhere to that and rely upon it? In other words, am I going to believe it? Eh, Probably not. So you don't follow the train, you don't climb aboard, and it doesn't become your identity. And so you remain separate from it. Speak your gratitude for what you adhere to and rely upon as yours. Because when we do that, and you choose to not adhere to the thought of someone trying to insult your band, you're transcending your natural self to the higher essence of your supernatural eternal being. And the authority of your supernatural spirit, that is your light. That's your lighthouse in the wilderness of needs like we were talking about at breakfast today. It's your light. And for light to work, we don't focus on the negative or the dark, the pessimistic. You just are. You you are light in a wilderness of need. And you do this, and I'm telling you, the voices of doubt will absolutely disappear really fast. How would you help someone who's listening to all this and they're excited about what you're saying, but they still have that little voice saying, you know, you just don't understand how difficult, how hard my life is. You know, I hate my job and, and I just feel consumed with the routine of life. First thing I would tell them to do is to go and listen to this podcast. <laughs> Again. Um, <laughs> and then I would just, you know, they don't like their job or their life routine because they keep manifesting what they say they don't like. It's like in, in, in Montenegro and this young woman said, uh, I can't. She said, I can't meditate. I have really hard time meditating. And I said, you've got exactly what you believe. Of course you can't meditate. Actually, your response was like even funnier. You were like, you were like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Well done. You have what you say. <laughs> yeah. Because you're perpetuating what you say you can't do or right. what you don't like by complaining about it. And mm. saying you can't do a thing or you don't like something. If you want to change what you have, change what you say about what you have. We take creative authority over any situation by speaking what we imagine to be gratefully adhering to and relying upon. Remember, you know, the words that you speak are actually things. We did a podcast on it. Words are things in yes. the natural realm. Yeah. They are things. They contain creative power. It's like the husk of a seed. And within that, the husk of that word is creative substance. And whatever you're believing for, if you know it's good, if it's life, if it's born of unconditional love, if it's life, 
Write and speak the words of what you believe about life, the life that you're believing to receive. For example, I have perfect health. I feel great. My body is functioning at peak performance. I have great wealth, and it's mine now. I'm not in want for any good thing. I have the wisdom for every situation and, and for my best life as it was meant to be for me and my family. It's constantly, it's continually unfolding every single day, and it's always becoming more. I am so grateful for this full, blessed uh, abundant life. All things are working for me and for my good right now. And it's marvelous to see, isn't it? <laughs> affirm, affirm your best life and do it out loud, just like I just did and do it often. Because, you know, the more you do this, the more you'll be able to say with complete confidence that I believe. And you'll say it knowing what you really mean when you say I believe. No, brainstorm your dreams. Think about them. Meditate on your dreams. How big can you think? How big can you dream? How big is your vision? Once you think it's big enough, stop and brainstorm it some more and, and enlarge your vision. Enlarge your dream. Enlarge your goals. And, and imagine them to become more. Imagine to see them real right now as having manifested in your life. And write them down in a journal. So that you can begin constructing it and, and writing out the, the pathway of your life and coloring it in with vibrant colors of success and abundance and create pictures. Go ahead and imagine those objects that you see you're surrounded with and write down as, as many new words to represent each thing that you want to attract in your life. And this is the constructing of your life as a supernatural creative being. We all have the ability to do this. Well, let's let's work on some some uh, new highest viewpoints instead yes. of, and instead of going deep to locate our supernatural self, let's invert our higher self to transcend the natural self, and and Whoa. let's get high together. Okay. You want to cool. do that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's Love get that. high. Okay. Just say this out loud. Say, I am ready. I am ready. Willing. Willing. To take my life. To take my life. To the next level. To the next level. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. In my higher self. In my higher self. Today I receive. Today I receive. Today I believe. Today I believe. Every circumstance in my life. Every circumstance in my life. Is working for my benefit. It's working for my benefit. And for my favor. And for my favor. A better life is today. A better life is today. It's not in my past. It's not in my past. It's not in my future. It's not in my future. It's right now. It's right now. It's in this moment. It's in this moment. I resolve. I resolve. To imagine for myself. To imagine for that myself. That I'm beautifully made. That I'm beautifully made. And perfect for being myself. And perfect for being myself. I am attracting wisdom. I'm attracting wisdom. To guide me toward great actions. It's going to guide me toward great actions. That transform my life. That transform my life. And make a difference. And they make a difference. To the world around me. To the world around me. I'm choosing to tell a new story about me. I'm choosing to tell a new story about me. One that's full of an abundance of joy one that is full of abundance and joy and of happiness and happiness of peace of peace of prosperity prosperity riches, riches delight delight and one that's full of love and one that is full of love wow what happens when we believe we have gotten so much out of today we are not our labels we can get the cart before the horse you know permission granted to succeed this is so cool if, stay the course stay the course if you do want to shoot Stephen a text message you can text him just a howdy, a hello, or you can text him maybe a question for the podcast or a comment, anything and everything. Send that text message to 
844-844-0049. Sending out much light and love and yes. creative inspiration for wisdom to all the KBs all around the world. And wow, Steve, thanks as usual above and beyond for all the wisdom. Bye.